0: that's the quietest i've ever been on this podcast so kirby please invite me to be involved in this thing welcome to unscripted with kirby hossaman and bill petrie in this weekly podcast kirby and bill talk about the world of marketing branding and promotional products unscripted is available only at promocorner.com the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry now here's kirby and bill and welcome to a very special edition of Unscripted. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. And with me, as always, is the good doctor from Coshocton, Ohio, Kirby Hosman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's uh, as I, I think I said to you last week, I think weather
1: has finally broken in Ohio after what feels like about eight months of winter. And so I think you know this about me. Uh, sunshine brings me joy. And so it's sunny today, so I'm doing
0: well. How about you? I'm doing great, and you know what else brings me joy is that we have a special guest for only the third time in the history of this fine broadcast, the one and only king of all promotional products, Paul Bellantone from PPAI. Paul, how the hell are you?
2: Gentlemen, I'm not worthy. I, I'm <laughs> glad to be here. I'm, I'm surprised that you let me back after the first one. To know that this is actually my third one is I'm not worthy to, to be in your presence.
0: Ah, that's fun. That's no, super it's great. fun. great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, as always, uh, or not as always, but Unscripted is sponsored by our good friends at Skew, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention them. So for the listening audience, we're going to run this just like every other Unscripted episode that we do, except all the topics are going to be revolving around the important work that PPAI does and the membership does around Promotional Products work Week. So with that in mind, I thought I'd start us off if that's okay. Yes. Paul, can you tell us the genesis of Promotional Products Workweek?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. It's one that we're very proud of here. It's um, a celebration of what we do. It's it's an opportunity to engage the members in, in their profession and in promoting their profession in a way that, Many members had been doing for years and decades prior, but not, not as an industry, not all at the same time, not carrying the same message, and not um, throughout the U.S. Actually, now U.S. and Canada and Australia, and I think there's a version of it, in the U.K. as well. We, it's our industry speaking with one voice about the power of promotional products.
0: That's that's so great, and I know that it's built over the years. Kirby, let me ask you: as an independent distributor in rural Ohio, for lack of a better term, sure, you've seen promotional products work week develop over the years. What do you and your staff do during promotional products work week to kind of help uh, extol the greatness that is promotional products? You know, it's so funny. I think what Paul said is exactly right.
1: There are a lot of distributors around the country who. Probably were doing this in some way, but, and I like to think we were one of them, right? Because we were very active on social media and video and speaking. But I will tell you, it was funny, it was a couple years ago when, um, Paul, you guys kind of said, hey, on Monday, you guys should do this, and Tuesday, you should do this, and on Wednesday, you should go speak. And I found myself going, all right,
0: (laughs) sounds good. And so, Such a good soldier you are, you do what you're told, I love that.
1: Well, it's so funny, because I generally don't. But in this (laughs) particular instance, I was like, yeah, that seems like that's in everybody's best interest. And so one of the things I love about it is there is sort of a plan, right? And there is sort of a... Arming the team with information and and so yeah, I think that part of it is really helpful because I think you know a lot of independent distributors and Good bad or indifferent (laughs) Um, And so the idea of everybody trying to get on the same page is refreshing What what
2: we found Kirby, I'm I'm glad you brought that up What we found is those five suggestions that we have about whether they be open houses or Uh, doing your lobbying or uh, some type of community service, our members, um, much like you, don't do everything that we say,
0: but they blew it
2: out of the water. They started doing things that we didn't even ask them to do or think that they would be wanting to do. So, I'm, you know, I'm encouraged by that, too. It's just a mindful, um, you know, the, the week is really a reminder that we should be getting in front of the messaging that's out there about how we compete with other media and and the research that we have, it's just a gentle nudge for a lot of our members to, hey, if you're not doing this, you should think about doing it. And if you are doing it, let me, you know, let's do it on steroids and let us give you, um, you know, some tools to make that happen.
1: Yeah, I think that um, from my perspective, one of the, I mean, there's, we have a lot of numbers, right, as, as members of our industry. But let's face it, I think one of our challenges is it the, the price or the barrier to entry sometimes is not very high. Um, it's just the reality. And so the idea of us all sort of rowing the boat in the same direction is just something I don't think we do on a regular basis. And so that's the part. And let's face it, the other piece is we're all in some way on the distributor side competing i think it's silly you know there's plenty of business out there but the ability of you guys to get us all speaking sort of the same language is to me i think that's one of the most impressive things
2: yeah you know i i refer frequently to the list of other media that we compete with so yeah. you know every time a, a company has a, a dollar to spend they can do us they can do b2b magazines and b2c magazines and, all of it there's there's 14 other media and um, you know we're the ones that have more feet on the street than I think any of the other 14 that's out there I can't think of one that has more legs literally and figuratively and we what this does is put the tools in the hands of those practitioners and, and Kirby, curb you're exactly right there are 22,000 distributor companies out there that are basically have the ability to sell the same product at about the same price to the same customers. <laughs> and and many distributors are using Promotional Product Workweek as an opportunity to differentiate themselves in the marketplace. Right. And that's, so to me, that's an added bonus that we weren't thinking about, but that little bit of competitiveness actually accelerates the entire uh, week.
1: Yeah. So can I ask a question, Bill? And I can ask it of, of both of you guys, if that's all
0: right. A- absolutely. Let me bring everybody back to the Paul and Kirby show, because that's the <laughs> quietest I've ever been on this podcast. So Kirby, please invite me to be involved in this thing.
2: We, we thought that you actually nodded off, so we were trying to keep it going.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll bring it around for an opportunity to make a snide joke anytime now. So... Yep. Um, Paul, the question is for you, but I'm actually curious to get your take on it, Bill. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So from your perspective, Paul, what's your biggest frustration with promotional products work week? Is, is the, is is there any, or is there, you know, like is participation challenging? What do you think?
2: Boy, what's my frustration with it? Um, one that we have to have it. Yeah. I I think, you know, so, so, and two, we don't have the, um, the, the level of support that we think and that you hope that you're going to get i think Mm. that many of our members and others in the industry like the most engaged the 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 choir that we preach to they're all over it but then there's a very steep drop off you know after those first 400 to 500 companies so we've changed our approach over the years to actually you know let's let's arm other associations to do this as well which is why we work with the australians and the British and the, um, Canadians and the 27 regional associations. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But finally, my biggest frustration is, and, and this is kind of my resolution for this year is we need to lose the chip on our shoulder. We <laughs> really need to stop like with this, you know, I'm, I'm only doing the best I can because I have, you know, insert term here, trunk slammer, swag thrower, or whatever it is bringing us down it's nonsense we have we are growing we grew 9.3 percent last year name me another media that's growing that way people love us they say thank you um they want more of our product millennials want more of our product than their predecessors wanted they're using it more creatively we have all the research to support that so let's stop feeling bad for ourselves and use promotional products work week not as a way to kind of back our way into it and apologize, but get out in front of the parade and call yeah. it our
0: own. That oh, means. yeah. I love I'm that, sure Paul. I it. think actually that's my biggest frustration with promotional products work week or just one, one like you said, that we, we have to do it. But it's this weird thing that we are we, we assume we're the redheaded stepchild of marketing and we're not. We are, like you said, and I love that phrase. Is we are the only advertising medium where the recipient says thank you. And you know, last year was the first year I went to lead, and I'm sure we'll talk about that um, legislative education and action day where I was actually on Capitol Hill and meeting with senators and Congress people from uh, the state of Tennessee, and they really love promotional products. They love using them, they love sharing stories about them. It's not this uh, hidden industry that needs to be embarrassed that it even exists. And sometimes I think because overall the industry is resistant to change, a lot of people still have that view that, oh, you know, I, I just sell tchotchkes or trinkets and trash. No, you sell decorated nuggets of goodness that bring joy into people's lives.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love that. And and I guess that's – I'll, I'll take a, a twist on this, Paul. You would said after the first four or 500 companies that kind of participate – People, then there's a,
0: not companies. He said people. I okay. listened, Kirby.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. they There's a drop-off, and we want to engage those people. But do we? Do we we want to engage those people who are maybe not representing us as well as um, the 500? I'm not sure it's a great question, but I think it's one of those where you just go, you had said we are dragged down by those certain people. Well, are we worried about them being our mouthpiece?
2: Well, I don't think we're dragged down by them. I think we act like we're dragged down by them. Because I think that every distributor that's in the industry... That's, that's making a living in this industry is doing it by serving some constituency that they've connected with. Mm-hmm. We're a $23 billion industry, right? The mm-hmm. last research we had was 58% of that business is done by companies above $2.5 million. 42% of that, I guess that number's like $10 billion, is done by those smaller companies. And, and they don't have to have an open house and they don't have to, um, you know, they they... They don't have to do the community service, but they can certainly click on, you know, a link on an action alert to, to notify the legislature. Mm-hmm. They, they can actually, they they certainly can go to that small customer that they may have and actually hand them a piece of research that says, hey, I just wanted you to see something that came out from my trade association mm-hmm. about how valuable that investment that you just made is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's no downside to that
1: yeah yeah. for for what it's worth i actually agree i was just sort of trying to play devil's advocate
2: yeah yeah can i can i ask a favor of you yes bill would you say that thing again i was writing that down a decorated nugget of
1: wholesome
0: we we provide decorated nuggets of goodness that bring people joy okay (laughs) i love that that's awesome but we do, and so if I, I want to ask Paul a quick question, so I just touched on Lead, which is where a group of about seventy to eighty ish promotional products professionals uh, descend upon Capitol Hill and spread the message of promotional merchandise. I think this is the eighth year of Lead. Is that correct, Paul? Seventh, uh, sixth,
2: sixth year of lead
0: okay so sixth year of lead tell me again this is my second year doing it and and i love it it's quickly become my favorite event that i'm involved in in the industry tell me from your perspective what good you think it has done to have so many passionate people go to capitol hill on an annual basis and really um really talk about how valuable Promotional products are, and the value of small businesses and the role they play in this industry. Tell me what you think. What good has really come from that?
2: Um, well, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to because it's coming up again in um, a week or two. Actually, yep. I want to. I want to go back. I was wrong. It's actually more than six on lead. I think it's closer to ten. I don't. Okay. It's six on work week. It's longer than that on lead. Um, I think it it does a lot of good because we've we've we have a presence that we didn't have before and that presence is both legislatively you know with our lawmakers and regulatory mm. regulatory you can work on that word <laughs> Through regulation with the regulators like the and the FDA and the groups that we see outside of that you know on the front end and on the back end of lead we're going in there and we generally have two or three different purposes and um, One of them is that, you know, we talk about the value of small businesses in the U.S. economy. So we do that every year. We talk about the value of promotional products and we do that every year. Mm -hmm. And then we generally have two or three other um, issues that we bring with us, whether it be the deductibility of advertising spend or independent contractors or, you know, I think last year we were talking about um, border tax. If you we remember that. So I, I think it makes us both topical and relevant on an annual basis. And, and Bill, you've you've done one lead. Mm-hmm. Is that what you had said? Yep. You, and you're joining us this year, correct? I will. You bet. People will say to you, you will meet staff members there to say, I remember when you came in here last year and you gave me X. And, and actually, that, to me is the power.
0: It happened to me last year. It was my first year, and I gave them one of the notebooks, and and one of the staff members. And I, I wish I remember who uh, the the congressperson who that person worked for, but said, "Oh, I'm so glad you came. I just used my la- the last sheet on the one I got last year." Perfect. And, and and that really just underscores the value of what we do.
2: So what will happen then is we'll get a phone call here in the office, and and you know unfortunately we. Don't have the opportunity to tell every one of these stories, but we'll get an off a call here in the office, and it'll be it'll come to me or to Ann or to Maurice here, and um, we'll we'll hear. Hey, we have a piece of legislation that's coming through, and it's talking about like a limitation on gift giving. Is that you guys? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that, that that is absolutely us. Yes. Thank you for remembering us. And there have been instances where we've actually helped craft legislation. Wow, that they said, "Well, can you give us some language because you know you guys were here, and we and we love what you do, and we don't think that this was intended to hurt you, but it may the way it's written. Hmm. And so there there are more stories than that that we probably should share, but a lot of times those offices don't want us sharing that. right, right. So and- it you know i I think it's fabulous. I, I was actually in the, in the halls of one of the um, congressional buildings and did not see my local legislator, my local uh, congressman, Burgess. I was walking one way, he was walking the other. We did not have an appointment. I hadn't seen him in two years. And he pulled me over and he said, hey, aren't you the pen guy? <laughs> and I said, yes. Yes, I am. And, and, he, and then he was like, well, are you going to come see me? And I said, Yeah, we can do that. I wasn't planning on being part of that group that year, but I went to see him. So sometimes it doesn't matter how we get remembered as long as we get remembered.
0: You know, it's funny, Paul. It happened to me, too. uh, Very similar to that. So my representative is Marsha Blackburn, um, who's now running for uh, the seat uh, Bob Corker is vacating in the Senate. And I met with her. She's my local congresswoman. And I happened to see her. And and the story I tell is because I wear an American Heart Association wristband because of everything that happened with my wife. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the CPR that I was able to give her and the wonderful work that the American Heart Association does. And I'm a Believer that that wristband, when I'm able to tell that story, will save a life because someone will take an action, and, and so there's an action associated with it. And I ran into her at the Admiral's Club in Dallas. And she remembered me. <laughs> she, she. I mean, she actually came up to me. She goes, "If I remember right, we met before. It, your wife had a heart issue, right? <laughs> and it was because of that." And she talked. We talked about the American Heart Association. And she asked me if I was still wearing the wristband. And of course, I wear it every day. So there's power in that, and, and there are relationships formed. It's not just a, a an exercise and a duty and showing up.
1: Well. Yep. And can I, if I can just jump in because I have I have not taken part as you guys have, but from the outside looking in, I will tell you it's another example of when our industry is rowing in the same direction. And though, you know, you're telling individual stories, I think those individual stories resonate from the industry's perspective because it, again, we're we're rowing in the same direction and we're telling the same story for the same people. And I think that for me sitting on the sidelines watching you guys do it, it's much appreciated.
2: So I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna steal what you just said, Kirby. Because when you know you ask, like, what's the value of promotional product workweek? It's the gathering of those thousands of individual stories that our practitioners, that our distributors mm-hmm. think that they're having uniquely on their own, and letting them know that they're big part of this bigger community. Because yeah. it's happening out there. I. It's again. It's that chip on the shoulder. We're, mm-hmm. we're scared to talk about it. It's a celebration of those thousands of individual stories. So thank you for that. That was
1: terrific.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really good stuff. Paul, I wanted to ask, or did you have a question, Kirby? It looked like, sounded like you were about to say something. Nope, it's up to you. Okay. Quick question, Paul. What is the most creative thing you've seen a regional do to celebrate Promotional Products Work Week? Um, I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on that because I think the regionals as a whole struggle on what to do and how to do it. And I see some implementing some great things and some kind of sitting on the sidelines.
2: So I've seen everything from regionals to um, factory tours to community service to um, just giving out the, dish, the, the, the materials and posting on the website. I think the most creative one is actually going to happen in May 11th, May mm-hmm. 10th, and it's happening in your hometown. Yep. And it's uh, PPMs. Yep. So, I've, Bill, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to correct me if I get any of the terminology wrong, but we are turning the Pencil City, USA, into which is Shelbyville. Yep. Pencil correct. City, is being turned into Promotional Products City, USA.
0: Yeah, that's right. For the day, uh, that'll kick off Promotional Products work week here in Tennessee, which I'll, I'll see you there. Um, it's my one reason to buy a suit every year when I have to see Paul. And uh, we, are, we are turning Shelbyville, Tennessee into Promotional Products City, USA on Friday, uh, May the 11th. And uh, it's going to be a really good time going be a really good time.
2: I'm looking forward to it, but that's one that was grabbed by the regional association. We didn't go to the mm-hmm. regional association and say, hey, you know, you've already got this designation. Why don't you make it something else? It was approached to us. It was actually said, hey, can you help us with this? We jumped right on it because the mileage that this association and this industry will get out of supporting that, I think will be a feeder for other um, regional associations. Next year, I hope there are 27 cities in the United States that are calling it Pencil City, and <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Kim Tadora and I will actually be going down there, visiting yep. with you, visiting with um, a local... Congressman, a couple of members. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing a factory tour. I think it's Shapenko.
0: It is Shipenko, and yeah. uh, Representative Desjardins will be there, and uh, several other dignitaries. And it's uh, you know a big shout out to uh, the executive director of uh, PPAMS, Mark Farrar. Uh, Mark Farrar, Farrar, Farrar. Fera is how he pronounces it. I always screw that up. Sorry, Mark, if you're listening. Um, but really did a great job and approached me about it last fall when I was still the board president. and said, what do you think about this? And I, said, I thought it was great. So we are going to be down there. I think almost the entire uh, PPM's board is going to be down there, and we're actually going to have our meeting after the uh, factory tour down in uh, Shelbyville. So that we're, making, we're cool. making a day of it. Super cool.
2: And I think uh, PPAI is sponsoring lunch for those independents. And, I believe so. Little thing, so.
0: It's going go. to be delicious. And you know what else is delicious, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Those good people at Gold Star Pens with that ever smooth ink. <laughs> Love that ever smooth ink. Kenny Ved. Kenny Ved sleeps on planes and takes very mean pictures of people. Um, so a little bit of fill in the blank. Paul, you know the concept of fill in the blank, correct?
2: think so.
0: <laughs> it's such trepidation in the yes, voice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he says carefully. We just kind of have a blank, um, a sentence where a blank would be filled in, and we'll provide a couple of examples. So okay. I'll start with you, though, Paul. So the dream politician you would like to meet to extol the greatness of promotional products is blank. Um, I,
2: I'm gonna, I have two of them. Okay, that's fine. Not at all. I want to I want to thank George Washington for what he started when he gave (laughs) out that commemorative coin after he was um, first president of the United States. I love that. That that would be number one. The other one um, would be Jerry Brown out of California because he was one of the first um, of the state politicians when he governor to to say we're going to spend less money on promotional products. And what I thought was really interesting about it when we first dealt with this 10 or 12 years ago when he first got the office, um, his dog had a website with promotional products on it. Like they were selling (laughs) Barry Brown's dog's leashes or whatever it was. It was some, you know, some odd thing that we did a little bit of research. and, and, And really you just want to say, you know, those same things that got you elected, Mm -hmm. are are the things that help move programs forward so whether you're you're promoting whatever the the program might be that you're you're trying to promote that you know promotional products work so it was more than one word answer but no
0: that's that's fine no we usually give a one word answer and then explain and i'm pretty sure governor moonbeam has a pretty good collection of promotional products with that nickname on there i would imagine all right, Kirby, you got one? I do. Okay. So, you can ask either me or Paul or both. You can do whatever you want, Kirby. Um, okay. So,
1: I'll ask I'll go to you, Bill. Um, the best thing, you know, it's been going over 6 you said years, I think, Paul. The yeah. best thing so far. Let's let's take out the Shelby uh or the Pencil City. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing you've seen from promotional products work week
0: is the galvanizing of an industry, it's, it's a cause that uh, I've seen, you know, I've been familiar with promotional products work week for, oh, geez, almost seven years, eight years, probably maybe longer than that, but just to see the momentum build. Um, and the sharing on social and even leading up to lead in a couple weeks, I've already seen some people because it's a lead is about a month later than it was last year. So everybody's Facebook memories have popped up and I've seen people sharing their pictures with their congressmen or, or pictures of them in front of Capitol Hill and saying how excited they are to get out there again and really have that opportunity to share the message of how valuable this industry is, not just because we love decorated nuggets of goodness, but because (laughs) it supports so many small businesses. And it really is the life, you know, small businesses are the lifeblood of of our economy. And so I don't know of another industry that represents small businesses so well. And I think PPAI does a really, really great job of galvanizing uh, the industry. So I think that's that's what I see. I love it. I love
2: it. Mine is tied directly into that. It's when we've walked into offices, Bill, and I don't know if you've um, had the same experience, and the staffer that you're speaking with says, my emails are blowing up today. Are those your members? Because (laughs) because we have the the fly-in plus we have the virtual fly-in where we're asking people to send the same messages to their legislators that we are too. So it's kind of that one-two punch, and every once in a while you just kind of go, you know what? Maybe they are listening a little bit out there.
0: I love it. I hope so. Now, Paul, I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you have a fill-in-the-blank for either me or Kirby? If you don't, I've got one chambered and ready to go.
2: I, I do have one. and I'm working on the wording of it. Um, if Bill Petrie could have anything for lunch on that day that we're in Shelbyville, it would be blank.
0: Well, since we're in the heart of Tennessee and I'm a Texas boy, I'm going to say barbecue. Um, I think barbecue would be ideal. It's going to be a, it should be a nice day according to the you know ten day forecast. Hopefully we'll be uh, in and out of buildings. We'll be outside. I would I would love barbecue. You can never go wrong with barbecue. Yeah. Can you?
2: You you can't. Kirby, what would it be for you? Because right now we're working on menus, and I was thinking this would be a great opportunity. To- <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> no, so usually anytime Bill asks me about anything involving food, I say mashed potatoes and noodles. Uh, but I would say for, a, for the purpose of this event, I'm going to double down. I think uh, any kind of barbecue pork for an event like this, I'm totally in on.
0: Okay.
1: Well, we and have. you know...
0: Shelbyville's not that far from Lynchburg, which might happen to house a second. a certain distillery.: Yeah, that sounds so, pretty good. I've got one I want to ask both of you real quick before we head out and give Paul a final word. Paul, the one promotional product that always makes you smile is blank.:
2: um, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back about 25 years. And I was not in this industry. I was actually in this industry peripherally. I used to um, work with the imprinted sportswear shows. And we were doing a show in Guadalajara, Mexico. And our partner on the show was PPAI. Mm-hmm. And I had never met Ted Olson before, who was mm-hmm. my predecessor's predecessor. And the show was an absolute nightmare. It was, <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> show that I ever participated in people's freight didn't arrive. It it was it was horrendous. And I remember and and I was, you know, kind of a worker bee at the time and I'm trying to make people happy and this guy in a suit comes up to me and he said, Hi, I'm uh, Ted Olson. I'm the president of PPAI. And he reached into his pocket and he pulled out a jar opener. And he handed me a jar opener that I had for twenty Three of the last years. I, I, I don't have it like in the last year or two somewhere it got <laughs> lost in the shuffle. But every time I had that promotional product and I'd see it over the last 20 years, I'd say, I remember when that guy gave me this and now I'm Love sitting that. in his chair at his desk. And that is the coolest one that
0: I've ever received. I love that. Kirby, what's the one promotional product that always makes you smile?
1: Man, it's tough to follow that. That's a really, it really is. good one.
0: It is. He just scored, He just blew, blew you away. No matter what you say, it's wrong. Yes. <laughs> and that happens all
1: the time, Paul, so I'm used to it. Uh, so I would say one of the things I love is that all of them – you know, I'm actually, I could name like three that are sitting on my desk because they all remind me of a memory. And that's what I think Paul's just did, right? So mm-hmm. I'm looking at a mug right now that Gold Star sent me that has my picture on it. And it makes me smile every time. The and then, king of Kashatka. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I don't know that I could pick one because the ones that m- most make me smile are usually like uh, Danny Rosen talks about concert T-shirts or race mm-hmm. T-shirts or something like that. Right now I've got three on my desk, a pint glass and a coffee mug, both of whom remind me of where I was when I
0: got it. Love that, love that. Now before we wrap up, Paul, we'd love to give you the floor. Is there anything you'd like to share with all six of our listeners before <laughs> before we uh, we wrap this up about promotional products Work Week?
2: Well, first, I would like to thank both of your sponsors, Common SKU, who I, I just right before um, this this call I was on the phone with uh, Mark Graham, and it's just such a class act. Mm-hmm. Um, no I want to thank Kenny Ved for being kenny ved and for um (laughs) making so for for not having a chip on his shoulder about what he does and getting out in front of it and and owning it and making us all smile and i just want to thank the two of you guys for allowing me to um talk about the power of promotional products third time um i'm looking forward to a fourth
0: you bet paul the floor is always yours anytime you want it yeah for sure man this has been fun So on behalf of the King of Coshocton, Dr. Kirby Hossaman, and the President and CEO of PPAI, Paul Bellantone, this is Bill Petrie signing off. Go have a great promotional products work week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at Promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.